0: Hello, you're listening to The Big Finish Podcast. Hello there, my name's Benji and I'm joined here by... Oh, Martin Montague, that's me. Uh, I'm filling in behind Nick Briggs, which sounds like a painful sort of operation, but it's not, really. <laughs> we'll get through, we'll get through. With coffee, we shall get through. The Big Finish Podcast is indeed powered by exceptionally strong coffee. So if you're listening to the podcast for the very first time, you might want to know more about Big Finish. Well, we're a production company and publisher. We produce CDs, downloads and books, perhaps best known for our Doctor Who range of plays, as well as Torchwood and Blake Seven. That's three. Benji, you can name a few more.
1: I'll name a few. So we've got The Avengers, Survivors, The Omega Factor, Hawks, The Confessions of Dorian Gray. To you, Martin. Ooh, uh, Doc Shadows, The Prisoner, Sherlock Holmes, The Adventures of Bernie's Summerfield. And Countermeasures, Counter measures so uh, and if people want to log
0: on to a website to find out more what is our website
1: okay so the website is www.bigfinish.com and you can also send us an email uh, to the podcast at podcast at bigfinish.com nick briggs himself uh, he's
0: here with us in spirit and also vocally he'll be reading out listeners emails and uh, you can send, you know, after you listen to what people have said, you can send your own thoughts to the address that Benji's just
1: mentioned. because yeah, we've got Nick. We are currently covering for Nick today because Nick is away in sunny Jersey, I believe. So he's vomiting c- on a ferry. I vom- got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw. I was- we heard from him. It, it didn't look pretty. It didn't sound pretty. I, I, I didn't see it, but I'm sure if I did, it, it wouldn't look very pretty.
0: Uh, and you, apparently, in uh, among the youth of today, "sick"
1: actually means really good. I yes, gather. it does. Yeah, that's right. It's absolutely yeah. big finish. We're sick. We, we are totally sp- sick, man. We're sick. We're we're. I can't do it, I can't do it. Uh,
0: And then later on we'll have our guest interview, which I've not decided yet, because this week is time for a a dip into the archives and an interview I recorded back in 2007, but previously unheard. Now, in my mind, 2007 is only like a month and a half ago, but I'm reliably (laughs) informed it's nine years ago.
1: Nine years. Yeah, lots
0: happened in nine years.
1: I do that all the time. I, f- I find I look back and I think, Oh yeah, that was only you know, only a year or so ago. And then somebody'd be like, Oh, it's two thousand and eight that we did that and it's like, What? It's unbelievable.
0: Then after that we'll uh Go to the Randomoid Selectatron. What is that all about?
1: So the Randomoid Selectatron, as you may know, uh, people listening, is when we basically pick and pl- Well, we pluck a uh, audio from the archives at random and give you a little bit of information and a preview of it. We had a guy called Chris email in, and he basically decided that the way that I was doing the Randomoid Selectatron was indeed ridiculous, and I completely agree, because it was. So if you've listened to the podcast I've been involved in, it involved me closing my eyes, going onto the Big Finish website and clicking at random until I found a release to use. Now, normally, if we're in the office, we just go to the, the bookshelf with a million Big Finish audios on. But this chap, Chris, has suggested a, uh, a website called random.org, which picks a random number You guessed it. At random, yeah. And then we literally pop it into the uh, search engine on the Big Finish website and it finds one for us.
0: I like the idea of that. I look forward to playing that later on then. So we'll both find out at exactly the same time (laughs) what the random number is and see who can find the release first. That's good. It's a race. Right. Very good. So now the news. Uh, Essentially it's what's coming up this week,
1: isn't it? So who wants to go first? Benji can go first. I will go first. Let me just find it first. So this is the first bit of news: is that we officially announced that Jago and Lightfoot twelve trailer. Is it really twelve seasons? Twelve seasons. That's right. So you'll be able to hear the twelfth uh, Jago and Lightfoot adventure. I just love and really look forward to every season of Jago and Lightfoot coming out. Oh, it's superb! It's such. It's such a. I know we, we obviously we work for Big Finish, but it's such a superb quality production. There's something quite special and different about it, which uh, which I absolutely love. And a lovely score from Howard Carter each time. He's just fantastic. Was it? I remember. I remember having a chat. I can't remember who it was with. It was somebody. was We were talking about Howard's music, and we said, "Oh, the thing about Howard's music is he's really good at doing the twiddly little bits." Which all the, the the little fluttery bits that you'll hear. If you listen, Howard's good at the twiddly bits. <laughs> Howard, he does a
0: good twiddle. He does about, a good twiddle. He's a twiddler. Very good. So I, I interrupted you midway through uh, um, disseminating information.
1: Yes, so the uh, Jago Lightfoot Series 12 trailer will be out. Uh, I believe that's on the 29th that comes out. And also some story details too, so... Uh, lots to look forward to there and listeners at home uh, who may be in a time warp or
0: listeners at home are actually in our future so the 29th should be today oh yeah.
1: good golly is it to- oh of course it is yeah. I, I was just like I was sitting here and I was like trying to just trying to work that out as we said as I was like, my brain hurts. Uh, if you listen to this, it's the 29th today, which is, uh, as Martin said a moment ago, the future. I'm speaking to you from the future, and no, we are today. The,
0: you're speaking from the past.
1: I'm you're speaking from the... To the future. I'm broadcasting to the future, but speaking from the past, and yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. And Jago and Life at Series 12, we've got some information about it here. So the first episode is called "Picture This" by Justin Richards.
0: An art gallery is robbed, and the curator killed. That might not seem of interest to Jago and Lightfoot, but this is the fabled Scarlet Gallery, where the paintings are said to be haunted and the curator has been drained of blood, as if killed by a vampire. Bizarrely, the only painting that has been stolen is, in itself, quite unremarkable compared with the others in the gallery. But even so, Jago and Lightfoot soon find themselves caught in events that could end in their deaths,
1: or worse. Marvellous stuff.
0: And the next in the uh, in the season uh,
1: story two is the Flicker Men by Paul Morris and Simon Barnard. Jago is rather scathing of the new art of cinematography. Even so, he accompanies Lightfoot to see a demonstration at a fairground. But this is no ordinary film. Can creatures live inside the film, or even escape from it? Ellie recalls childhood stories about the Flicker Men, and elsewhere people start to flicker in and out of existence. By the end of their adventure, Jago and Lightfoot will themselves be film stars. But what they see when the film of them is shown will give them both pause for thought. Excellent, very good.
0: Uh, Right then. So uh, next then is uh, you tell me what the next
1: one is, and I'll read out the stuff. Coolio. So the next one is *The School of Blood* by Paul Morris.
0: Acting on a tip-off about. the possible source of the vampiric murders that are now plaguing London, Jago and Lightfoot investigate a girls' school. Due to a misunderstanding, Lightfoot finds himself offered the job at the school, while Jago keeps watch on Ellie, who they both think is behaving oddly. As indeed she was at the end of the previous series, if I remember correctly. But before long, they both discover that all is not as it should be at the school. Can Jago and Lightfoot track down the vampire before it claims more innocent victims? And then last in the set, wrapping it all up, is Warm Blood
1: by Justin Richards. Ellie tells Jago and Lightfoot that she has been in contact with a group of vampires and can lead the investigators to them. But can they trust her? With more victims turning up, Jago, Lightfoot and Ellie make their way to a house that is supposed to be haunted and which could be the vampire's base of operations. But what they find there will surprise and horrify Jago and Lightfoot. Can they survive their encounter with the vampires when the old one has decided that they must indeed die? Speaking of the old one,
0: Nick will be along later with some emails. (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) See what I did there.
2: He's he's, going to kill you. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Jago and Lightfoot, series 12 box set.
3: Roll up! Roll! See the world as you have never seen it before! Evening, Professor. Didn't think I'd see you again tonight. Good evening, Mr. Jacob.
2: Oh-ho! In a formal mood, are we? Take note of the figures. Mentally mark their positions. And why would we want to do that? Because,
3: Inspector, next time you look at the painting... Yes? ...they will have moved. It was what they found down there that was the problem. I knew you were gonna say that. Something scared them, good and proper. Father, come quick! She's got the flickers! Henry, there's something inside the wall. I know, Professor. It's trying to get out. The camera's intermittent motion is provided by the sprocket rollers, you see. Now calm down, Mr. Paul. It's a Maltese cross mechanism. It's in your breast pocket. There, you see. Ah. <laughs> yes, silly me. Be quiet, both of you. Now, into the pit. interview. If you let me finish, I was about to say that I think the professor is trying. <laughs> <Sam>! <laughs> Welcome back, Miss Higgs, and welcome back to the path of that.
2: Big Finish. We love stories.
0: We well, can talk a bit about the guest cast here, because uh, Ronald Pickup's in it, and uh, he actually appeared in Doctor Who uh, in The Reign of Terror in 1964, for which he was paid a princely sum of
1: £30. God, £30, yeah. eh? Who would have thought... Indeed It's also got Robbie Stevens in it Who I believe is from Terrorhawks He is indeed Yeah, many a voice
0: in Terrorhawks Indeed he do Um, Fort Masson is in it I've just discovered that uh, he and I share a birthday But Ah. not the same year I hasten to add and uh, actually, uh, as genre fans might know him as uh,
1: Stan Laurel in uh, Melt- the meltdown episode of Red Dwarf. Ah. Mm, here we go. He's got Jacqueline King, who was Donna's mum in Doctor Who, and also starred in the uh, in the last Doctor Who uh, audio that I did, the most recent one, not the last, not my final one, the most recent one, where she was in episode two, which was written by John Dorney, where she played a rather. A rather wild and slightly strange uh, character, time lady. Well worth, well yeah, well worth a watch. Listen, well worth a listen.
0: You can watch if you like, but um, yeah, we'll you'll be, be disappointed, I think. <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, yes, and, uh, yes, uh, Nikki Wardley
0: appears in this as well, who uh, regular listeners will know as Tamsin Drew, uh, companion alongside Paul McGann in the the, the season and The Paul McGann Adventures, and, of course, on telly in uh, The Catherine Tate Show and many, many other things. And also, uh, trying to think, as this goes out last night if last night was sunday night for you
1: she was in the new version of are you being served can you that's impressive isn't it martin has actually he's managed to program his mind into the future to tell you things that you would have seen in the past in the future now that ladies and gentlemen is is a feat to behold it's giving me a headache it really is (laughs) But he knows what's going to happen next week, that's the thing, so he has, it's, it's a it's a very difficult... I, I don't know how you do it, it's, it's rather
2: remarkable.
0: I, I'm off to uh, get a lottery ticket, that's, uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, and uh, on the 30th of August, which should be tomorrow if you're listening to this on Monday, or today if you're to it on Tuesday, who knows, uh, Doctor Who Short Trips comes out, uh, that's Damascus, that's, um, that's actually unusually the only release this week. It's uh, it's August, isn't it? People are on holiday.
2: It's true. Big Finish presents Doctor Who Short Trips Damascus
3: But what are they doing with this ship? Well, that's just it, sir. What do you mean? They seem altogether most reluctant to act. They insist that it's posed no threat so far. The headman's wary, I think, of seeming trigger-happy after what happened at Wenley Moor. "'And this doctor of theirs, eh? "'The one we hear so much about. "'He who complained so bitterly last year "'about the project. "'What of him?' "'Ah, now, Prime Minister, "'he's rather the main sticking point.' "'Explain.' "'It would seem that the doctor "'is refusing to do anything whatever. "'According to my chief point of contact at unit, "'his precise words were "'Tell them to look after themselves from now on.' "'He refuses to help?' Even to advise us? That's correct, Prime Minister. Has he ever displayed such behaviour in the past? He has been known to be somewhat erratic on occasion. Nonetheless, all the same, damn it, he has to help. He's the world expert. I took a long, deep, meditative breath before I declared, Right, very well, I've made my decision. Sir, we're going to see him, the doctor. Prime Minister? Fetch me my toast, I said. Pour me my tea and get the limousine ready. You and me, Mr. Sinclair, we're going on a journey to Unit
2: HQ. Big finish. We love stories. So this
0: features Tim Trelaw voicing the Third Doctor and is told from the perspective of a Prime Minister of the time as he helps the Doctor deal with a new invasion. Now this is going to be interesting because there's been, I know amongst Doctor Who fans, much debate as to who the actual Prime Minister was during that early 70s or is it late 70s era of Doctor Who. Is it real world Prime Minister or, uh, you know, a pretend Doctor Who world, Prime Minister. It's
1: very difficult. I think it's, it's like the classic uh, unit dating crisis where nobody really knows what time everything's set. Things like that. There's, there's a lot of loose ends which I think you kind of have to just tie up in your head. Which is, which is easier said than done.
0: I'm going to be controversial here and say that a date was set originally and then later on someone forgot and got the date wrong. A
1: mistake <laughs> happened and that was it, you know? And now everybody has to basically try and work it out in world what is actually going on. And then, uh, oh, Unit Shutdown and The
0: Avengers Lost Episode Volume 6. We've got news about that, haven't we?
1: Yes, we do. So pre-release prices end on Unit Shutdown, The Avengers and uh, the, The Avengers Lost Episode Volume 6. So they will go up and that is on the 31st of August. The CD price uh, only for our limited edition Doctor Who The Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume 1 goes up from the 1st of September, and that's while stocks last. And the pre-order prices for 2017's The Diary of Riversong 2, The Churchill Years 2, and Doctor Who Classic Doctors New Monsters, and you guessed it, Volume 2, and... Doctor Who the 8th Doctor the Time War all go up on CD though still giving a great saving on the eventual release price That was like uh, kind of like football scores coming out wasn't it <laughs> yeah. Rivers 2 Church years
0: Two <laughs> and uh, yeah actually we're going to mention um, Classic Doctor's New Monsters later on because I believe we've had an email about that uh, now as September draws in on the 1st of September there's a new listeners title coming up we're not saying what yet that's just uh, you know just a little tease for you uh, and also the 91st would you believe edition of the free in-house magazine
1: Vortex oh, will also be released that's quite exciting isn't it 91 mm. releases
0: now actually Seems like uh, only yesterday that there was a promotion on some big finished releases. There's more coming up
1: on the second of September. But which release will it be? Who knows? I don't actually. Do you? I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I haven't got. These are all. These are all news items that Ian has lovingly sent through. Uh in the email sphere. So we, we, we're we just as in the dark as you are. Uh, now actually I think this is probably a
0: good point where we can talk about what we're working on at the minute you know, as part of the news thing to give people uh, an even further throw ahead. But we need to bear in mind that this needs to go through the uh, David Richardson censor program which is on our you know all our computers here so there's some stuff we're not allowed to talk about because it'll just get bleeped out if it's a you know a big spoiler that hasn't been announced yet so benji what are you working on at the minute you're working on paul mcgann aren't you i don't mean like six million dollar man rebuilding him you're
1: working on the the new release <laughs> i'm rebuilding paul mcgann from scratch yeah yeah, yeah i'm working on uh, doom coalition 3 which is obviously the third in the Doom Coalition saga. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. yes. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot going on with that
0: one. Go on then, give us a quick preview and let's see how much of it gets past David's spoiler sensor. It involves
1: the Doctor and his companions as they... <coughs> but they're on their way to discover what is the... <coughs> well, hot on their heels is the devious... <coughs> which leaves them in... Well,
0: I'm sure you'll agree that uh, sounds like it uh, could be a very good listen. And uh, and I believe you've got a, a, a clip that you can play us, Benji, from uh, Doom Coalition 3.
1: Indeed. Roll the clip, please.
0: Oh, wasn't that wonderful, eh? That certainly piqued my interest, I have to say, yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, from this end of things, uh, over here in... uh, I should have said, actually, we're
1: recording in separate locations, aren't we? So, uh, Benji, tell us where you are. So I'm based down on the sunny south coast in Bexhill-on-Sea. Uh, how about you Martin? <laughs> well, I'm in uh,
0: in Fermanagh in Northern Ireland so, and it's completely different weather here to what you're having over there at the moment, I tell you. Um, and so from this end of things I'm working on uh, Torchwood Outbreak which is coming out uh, this autumn and it's a great release I have to say because it sits between season two of Torchwood which Personally, is I think the season where they found their feet and everyone was happy with what they were doing with the series. And also Children of Earth, which is my all-time favourite Torchwood on on telly. So this is sort of um, a hybrid between between the two styles. And as you probably guessed from the title, there's an outbreak. And I'll tell you what the outbreak is all about. It's essentially... (coughs) ...which does... (coughs) ...and then after that... (coughs) ...happens. I'm not exactly sure how much of that gets through the David Richardson sensor for giving details away, but, you know, it's intriguing. And here is a very special clip. Torchwood. <sighs> lovely stuff, lovely stuff.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's good to hear that, isn't it? It really, really is. Very good. So that's it for the news for this week. Indeed, and now we're going to connect with our wonderful friend Nick, who is away at the moment. But Nick has kindly uh, recorded some things in the Vortex for us. Uh, And is going to read out uh, your emails So Nick, over to you
2: Hello, yes, it's me here With the Big Finish podcast emails uh, Rush recorded just before I dash off on holiday He was sick on a ferry Poor Nick, poor Nick Uh, The first one is from John Andrews And he's titled it Classic Doctor's New Monsters. I just wanted to drop you a line to say thank you for such fantastic work on the first Classic Doctor's New Monsters box set. The scripts, casting, and acting were amazing in each story. I would love to see Matthew Kelly give the opportunity to reprise the role of Michelangelo on our television screens. And the short, bittersweet love story of Zanzibar and Shadrach was beautifully played. Would Big Finish consider putting Classic? doctors ...up against villains and monsters from the Doctor Who spin-offs. For example, imagine a clash between the Trickster from the Sarah Jane Adventures... ...and the arch-manipulator that is the Seventh Doctor. Or the Sixth Doctor meeting Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and the Fairies from Torchwood. Or a meeting of Billis Manja. I think that's how you pronounce it. And the Eighth Doctor against the backdrop of the Time War. John Andrews. Thank you, John. Well, um, we hadn't considered that... And there, have, there would be various rights issues and payments and negotiations. But um, yeah, there's some food for thought.
0: Interjecting here, Benji and myself. Uh, classic Doctor's New Monsters. Uh, I really enjoyed that box set. Um, I worked on the the, the third one, and uh, Howard Carter did the uh, the score across it all. And Barnaby Edwards did a fantastic job directing. And there is, of course, going to be a Classic Doctor's New Monsters Volume 2 box set. And much speculation at the moment about what monsters you could possibly have in that. Now, I'm not going to tell you what is coming up in it. But all I will say is, if you've listened to the interview disc that goes with Volume 1, in the very final track, I dropped in some very subtle sound effects as clues for monsters and doctors that will be
1: appearing so see if you can pick up on that oh now
0: that that is exciting
1: isn't it that is very exciting
0: and I have to say at this point um I've listened back to the interview disc and I've heard the sound effects I don't know what they are and I (laughs)
2: do anyway back to Nick what's up next Nick the next one is from jenny fletcher i have to say her name like that because uh, we met her at a big finnish convention big finish day convention and uh, she had that strange interesting way of saying her name i think it's because she said my name is jenny and i said what's your surname She went, jenny fletcher anyway hello nick briggs and insert whoever else is there it's just me apart from the other people in this podcast I hope all is well for you. I have been enjoying the summer with lots of your audios to listen to, especially on a particularly tedious 12-hour coach journey. Oh, I did a coach journey not so long ago. Yeah, nothing to do, is there? You're just stuck in an uncomfortable seat. I recently took advantage of one of your sales and bought Unit Dominion and enjoyed immensely. Alex McQueen is truly stunning as the master I agree, Jenny.
0: Hello, once again. Unit Dominion, yes. uh, Alex McQueen, that was his first appearance as the Master. And um, I think he's gone... I know you've talked about this before in the
1: podcast, but I think he's gone from strength to strength. I really do. He's absolutely fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I I think a lot of the time as well, when you're working in audio and you're introducing... Obviously, the Master is a a huge character in Doctor Who history, especially when you introduce a new actor to the role uh, in audio. uh, There's often, I think, a worry... Will people accept him? Will they not? But I, I can honestly say that, that everything that I've read, and obviously my personal opinion, I think that Alex McQueen is superb. He absolutely just hits the, uh, hits the role perfectly and he knows what he's doing with it and it is wonderful it's a joy to listen to so anybody out there who's curious or or likes the master uh please uh, give it a listen it's definitely worth it and
0: he's such a lovely bloke too i met him a couple of times uh, back in my radio four days he probably won't remember uh, it was it was in the pub I'm not suggesting we'd all had a lot to drink, uh, but he's absolutely—he's nothing like the character that he plays. And at the time I met him, I think he was um, quite reasonably well known for playing—was uh, it Doctor
1: Green in Holby City? Oh yeah, of course. He was playing a very similar sort of uh, character. Yeah. That's what everybody says. They—they they all say that that he's—he—he's he, he's so devious in the audios, and then when you meet him, he's like the nicest guy, and—and and they can't—they can't work out how he can be so devious and—and—and and, and slightly scary as the master i think it's often the
0: case you uh, i think sometimes the more the more devious someone appears on screen or in audio uh the nicer they are in real life and they're just having a ball doing all the things you're not allowed to do <laughs> in the real world yeah Right, sorry, back to Nick then, as he continues Jenny's email about Unit Dominion.
2: However, I have to admit that I had to stop listening halfway through the second episode as I was very tired and thought the plot wasn't going in. However, on the second listening, I realised I hadn't made up the giant lava spiders and giant floating heads. Yes, those were creations of Jason Arnop, who um, was the co-writer of it. I'm very pleased to see you have put up some of your audios onto Spotify as it has now made it much, much easier to get various friends to listen to them and hopefully get them to continue listening. Yes, there's a, a limited number of our adventures are Are on Spotify. Yes, you're right, Jenny. I won't dispute that. I'm afraid I'm going to ask a bit of a predictable question, oh Jenny. But what news is there on *Dalek Empire* series five? It's probably the thing I'm most excited for. Although I know it probably won't be for ages. I'll answer that in a minute. Other than that, my feedback on the idea of gift vouchers is that personally, I think they'd be. Great, as it would mean I'd be able to give people the gift of Big Finish without having to memorise other people's existing audio collections. And on a slightly more selfish level, it would make it much easier when people ask me what I want for my birthday stroke Christmas. Although I don't know how it will work for others, especially those of your customers who buy all of your releases as they come out. Jenny Fletcher. Well, Jenny, um, your point is noted about gift vouchers. The upcoming Big Finish meeting will take these points into account. Um, the business about Dalek Empire 5, I really want to do Dalek Empire 5. Um, leave it with me, It's it's got to happen. I think, you know, I'm, there's no resistance in the Big Finish team. Uh, Jason and David, for example, have mentioned it and said, oh, yes, surely you should do it. It's just a question of how and who's in it. I mean, obviously I'll be in it, but, um, hmm. Okay, thanks, Jenny. Us again, would we want a Dalek Empire 5? I think so. Oh,
1: definitely. Dalek, uh, well, Dalek Empire is is such a wonderful series. Uh, who can say no to to Daleks? More Daleks. I, I love Daleks. I mean, I'm slightly biased. I've got a full size Dalek downstairs. So, essentially, uh, yeah, I, I love Daleks. So, Dalek Empire Five certainly sounds like a good idea to me.
0: And the thing I really liked about the series is was it, because it was um, it wasn't an episode. It's like a single episode thing or a two parter doctor who story where the doctor turns up defeats the daleks and goes away because it, it was told over, over a long period than that you really got more of an idea
1: of how nasty and devious and and, and bleh, the daleks are well i think with when the doctor arrives to into any story a lot of the time it's usually there's something that's been going on for a while uh and so it's, it's quite nice to get a chance to to see just a how that Came, how things came to be like that, but b as well. Just how things function when the doctor isn't there to save the day. And uh, I, I think anybody that that wakes up and finds the Daleks are in charge of the world uh, outside is is probably going to be quite frightened. I think we should go back to Nick again, shouldn't
2: we? I think we should. Nick, over to yeah. you. The next one is from Simon Wood, and it's the last email of the big finish. Podcast emails in this big finish podcast in which I don't feature very much, so obviously I'm just making a meal of it now. Dear Nick Etta Al, I don't think there's anyone called Al. <laughs> Thanks for all the great audios. Lately, I've particularly enjoyed Unit Shutdown and Doctor Who's Sympathy for the Devil, which I got in preparation for the Benny Unbound set. That's right, there's a Benny Unbound universe set coming up which features the Unbound Doctor from sympathy for the devil as played by david warner it's a standout doctor who regardless of range or format with a compelling story and some outstanding performances from a truly a-list cast well, i mean david warner Mark margatis david tennant yeah i just feel foolish for having ignored it for so long well uh, i would never be one to call a listener a fool but um I know where you're coming from, Simon.
0: Somebody for the devil. That is another excellent release from the Big Finish archives. As the email just said, the the, the cast in that is terrific, and uh,
1: David Tennant. Whatever happened to him, eh? I mean, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Didn't he didn't he star in that that Doctor Who release we did? What Was it Colditz?
0: I think that was it. That that was the. The only other thing he's ever done. Um, and as, yeah, as Nick has just said, it's such a stellar cast with David Warner and, uh, and, you know, Mark Gatiss as the master in that. And, and the late Nicholas Courtney, I
1: miss the tones of Nicholas Courtney. Oh, so do I. I. In fact, this week, I think the Radio Times released some photos of, I think it was Longleat, at the old Longleat conventions. And there are some absolutely lovely shots of, uh, shots of Nicholas Courtney and Cybermen. And that was rather lovely to see. And I, I saw that and I thought, oh you know i got a terrible pang of nostalgia and also sadness when i saw those photos lovely photos though yeah. it's 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 a bit like a nice it's a nice gift to see things like that and, and you've you've not seen them before
2: absolutely it's lovely stuff right back to nick as he continues the email anyway i'm emailing to suggest as you're having a new website made, why not put, put the Randomoid Selectatron on it? What a good idea. <laughs> it would save Benji having to use the website with his eyes shut. And I've really enjoyed the Randomoid segment of the podcast as a way of rediscovering old audios. I just re-listened to the Death Collectors after last week's review. So if the selectortron were on the website, I could give it a spin myself when I'm not sure what to listen to. Just a thought. It's a really good thought simon actually i've got to remember to mention that at the big finish meeting as well and i'm you know um i'm, I'm glad it's working because uh, that that was the idea just to say to people not necessarily people who'd never bought something before but people you know like yourself who buy lots of our stuff who just occasionally need a um you know, a little reminder of a story I, f- I feel the same about watching doctor who on dvd and working out which old doctor who's to watch you know i'd love someone to have a randomoid selectortron. <laughs> i asked my seven-year-old son ben and he just says oh the one with etc etc we were watching uh, frontier in space last night anyway i'm rambling back to the main bit of the podcast i'm off on holiday goodbye <laughs>
0: So, yes, as uh, Nick has just mentioned the Rand... I can't even say it. You say it. What's it called? The Randomoid selector for me, that's brilliant. Uh, that's, he's mentioned that. That is coming up. We've worked out what we're going to do. Benji is getting ready to do some some stuff. I am indeed. I'm just going to... Oh, yeah, the... easy, Tiger. Easy. Easy. Ooh, something else. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. rather keen. Next, we've got an interview from the archives. Now, as Ooh. I'm sitting here with Benji, I've not decided what it... Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Put the onus on you, Benji. Miranda Raisin, Peter Davison,
1: or Sarah Sutton. Do you know what I'm? Peter Davison's the obvious choice that would that would amuse people. I'd quite like to hear what Sarah Sutton's actually talking about. I love them all. They're all brilliant.
0: It's a difficult one to choose. I couldn't choose actually. Listening through some, the Sarah Sutton one actually uh, is. It'll be interesting to listen to because it was recorded at a time when. Um she wasn't doing that many recordings with Peter Davison. Bizarrely, it was it was during the period where it was Perry and uh, and Eminem, the uh, the rapper. Uh, <laughs> I might have got the name slightly wrong there. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, and it was during the recording of Return to the Web Planet.
1: Oh.
3: I shouldn't have taken it from the hive. I couldn't see what was right in front of my face.
4: I don't think I can run much further. We're almost there.
3: We need to get the two of them together before the wild zombie.
4: Oh, oh dear! Something's burned a hole in the tower house.
0: So you're back again as Missa. Yes, Lisa. yes. Uh, Brilliant. Like you don't often get to work on these. How easy is it to slip back into the role?
4: Oh, it's really easy. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't do enough of these. Hint, hint. Um, but um, it's really easy. In fact, I remember distinctly the very first one I did, which was quite a few years ago. Now, must be six, seven years ago. And having not done. Uh, Doctor Who and and had the relationship you know with with the Doctor that Nyssa had and everything, and I remember people saying that's amazing. You just sound like it was yesterday, and it, it is every time. It's just it's really easy. It's it was great. uncanny.
0: Was it uh, Winter for the Adept or what was the? I one think before that, that was
4: the. F- oh, was that the first one? Was there one before that? Was certainly one very near the beginning. There was it one before have, that. there yes, was. There remember. was one before that.
3: I should know. I'm so I sorry. Just, I don't know. But
0: yeah, I, I was listening there, and, and it was like we'd been travelling no. back in, you and Peter in particular. I know, it was
4: just like we'd just left the studio and, and walked straight back in again. It was... They're great fun because of that. It's really nice.
0: Now, from the acting point of view, do you have to do anything with the voice? Cause that, one thing Nicola Bryant was saying was she had to go up a few octaves from how she naturally sounds now. But
4: yes, I think all our voices have dropped. I know Peter's voice has definitely dropped a few octaves, and I, and I think probably mine has as well. But actually, with the assistants, there are so many... Um, in the stories, questions, and it all gets all very excited. I find my voice going up naturally, actually. So, um, I think we do all sound a little bit different, but I don't think that's a problem. I think I think people accept that it's it's now, and uh, we're all a little bit older. But hopefully, we're bringing the same essence of it all back.
0: Now Peter on this very couch a few mm-hmm. moments ago was right, saying I that Nissa was his favourite companion
4: Oh bless, From I paid him to say that <laughs> 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 No I, I, think, I think it's a real shame actually one of the things that when I was in the show it was a very crowded TARDIS We had um, three assistants at, at some points and um, I think it was too many And I think actually I'm very envious of the new series where there's, there's fewer people and there's a lot more characterisation And um, I think they're very lucky so um, it's very nice of him to say so
0: I, I was suggesting that, uh, apart from the fact that Nyssa was a good character, he was suggesting that they were pretty much equals and they complemented each other yes. nicely.
4: Yes, I think so. There was
0: probably the point that Nyssa seemed to have stronger ankles than all the others. Stronger ankles? <laughs> yeah, everyone thought... seemed to like, you know, that Tegan was always like, falling over and having her oh, right, ankle, okay. as did Adric.
4: And, yes. uh... No, I don't, I don't think I'm particularly strong. I, I, I know in, the, in running scenes and stuff, with um, when we're constantly running down corridors, because I'm quite a bit shorter than, than Peter, as is Janet, actually, I found it very difficult to keep up particularly in Amsterdam. i running around all those cobbled streets.
0: And it probably didn't help because you never really had sensible footwear at the no, time. No, so we've got you? heels
4: on. He's got nice flatties on, so I mean I didn't have very high heels, but even so it's, it's pretty hard work trying to keep up with him with his long legs.
0: Now before you joined Doctor Who, were you had you watched the T V series very much?
4: I had I had. I mean everybody I think of my age is aware of Doctor Who and, and it's it's in their in the background in their childhood whether or not they watched it religiously or not. I didn't watch it religiously but I was certainly aware of it. And it was on one of my lists of things to do, funnily enough and then when I got the audition I couldn't believe it oh my god I got got a chance of actually being in Doctor Who.
0: And have you watched much of the new series?
4: Again I haven't watched an awful lot I have watched bits of it and I think what they've done with it is amazing I'm very very jealous.
0: (laughs) I was gonna pick up on that I was talking to Colin Baker and put the same question to him because he was bemoaning the lack of budget when when he was the
4: Doctor. It's a a completely different world now they've got a different budget I mean uh, technically things have moved on and it, it looks fantastic.
0: And it's a series they're really heavily pushing.
4: Yeah, well. I think you know the BBC obviously do very well out of it now, and and good for that. I think it's fantastic.
0: Uh, now, okay, uh, moving on to the, the recording you've been doing here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you do any research? <laughs> did you watch uh, the Web Planet? No, I didn't even
4: realise that this this is a return. When I return to the Web Planet, it kind of gave you a bit of a clue there. But so I gathered at some point that he'd been there before, but I have no idea what it was. I haven't watched it, so I came to it fresh. Put it like that. <laughs>
0: I was talking to a couple of the actors earlier on there, you know, playing, uh, like Julie, playing a big moth woman. Yes, uh, butterfly of, with no wings. Not a lot of research Weed. you can do for that, really, is No, there isn't so. really.
4: No, there's not, <laughs> not a lot of time you can spend sort of talking to moths and butterflies and getting some motivation there. But, you um, know, it, it all has to go on in your head. It's acting. <laughs>
0: one of the impressions one well, the overriding impression i get when i come along to the big Finish recordings is that everyone has a good time oh in the it's studios. such
4: fun and the food is excellent at lunchtime if everyone coming from that say, as well yes. the food is pretty, exactly my sort of lunch and um, no, everyone's very friendly it's very relaxed and i always have an absolute ball i'm always very sorry when it's over and today this because this is a, a shorter one we've only done one day so
0: now, there's a couple of things from the recording I wanted to uh, pick up on there. Um, Peter Davison's Hutch.
4: Oh, yes, his hamster cage. <laughs> I'm going to get him one of those wheels so he can run round, burn off some energy. Um, yes, he tends to toss his script on the floor. Um, he does it sometimes too soon, and then if we have to pick up on anything, he's rummaging around on the floor trying to find the right bit of paper. It's a bit silly. And he um, can't. No, he can't find it. So I'm very neat. I keep mine in my folder, and I keep my script.
0: You're very neat with your script, but you do employ child labour. For I do, like exactly.
4: Yes, I have my, do- my daughter says, oh, can I highlight your parts? So, so, yes, so I still oh, yes, give her the highlight. But she did miss a couple this time, so I shall be having words with her. And how old's your daughter? 16. i got GCSE results tomorrow. Oh, God. Oh, dear.
0: Well, that will that, be been and gone by the time this comes out, I'm sure. So we hope she did well. <laughs> yes,
4: we all Fingers crossed.
0: And in this particular production as well, there, there was some... Some some lines you wouldn't hear in any other drama, <laughs> like "shut up and get, get on, on the ants." Ant. I
4: know uh, it's just classic. I mean, that's it's just a gift for an actor, isn't it? A line like that, he's never ever going to get to say something like that again. Bless him.
0: And he managed to do that's, it straight as well. I know
4: well. you do. Uh, that's an that's an art, Doctor Who acting art. You know, learning to say complete and utter gibberish with conviction.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, just going back to your, your role as Nissa. I mean. Are you surprised that the role has stayed with you as long as it has? Because initially, when you signed up, it was just for a four-part for just, story. Yeah, wasn't that's it? right
4: for Keep of Track and, and then it, it took off after that. Um, yes, and it's lovely to have the opportunity to do these. Because if I wasn't doing these, then Nissa, you know, wouldn't be kept alive. So um, I'm very fortunate to, to be able to do these.
0: And what about the fan interest? I mean. Um one of the guest artists for one of the Paul McGann stories was Stephen Pacey, who was Tarrant in Blake Seven, and he was commenting on the fact that he has fans coming up to him reciting word for word entire scenes he was in in Blake Seven, and he hasn't got a clue what <laughs> no. they're talking about.
4: It t- happens a lot in the States, actually. The Americans are very, very hot on um, detail, and you can get very, very caught out. They d- they're very sweet. They don't seem to mind. You sort of bluff your way through it. Um, but, no, that is a bit scary sometimes. When people are, and I still, I still get fan mail, which is lovely. Um, I'm very slow at replying. So if anyone has it written to me, <laughs> if you're very lucky, I either reply on the same day or it'll be a few months. So I do apologise. I'm not the best at replying, but I will, I will get to you. Um, so, you know, it, it's just lovely. After all these years, it's, uh, there can't be very, very many programmes that you, know, you can have this sort of response after a long, long time.
0: OK, this is popular. Uh, Peter Davison wants to work with you again. Oh, does he? And okay, you've enjoyed so. it. Yeah. Uh, are you going to come back?
4: To do more of these? Oh gosh, if I'm asked, yes. Like they only have to ask me once, and I, I'm there. Um, Is that of. a hint? <laughs> yes, Big Finish, please employ me again. Um, yes, hopefully. No, it would. Um, I'm, I, I, I would love to actually be involved in the in the television series in some way, but I think um, Liz Sladen has sort of um, done that, and I don't think they'll be doing it again.
0: Well, they, they have. Um monsters from the old series coming back there's no reason to say that they, they can't no. revisit another old companion yes
4: that's true i just think they've they pulled that trick and i'm not sure they'll be up for doing it again which is, which is a shame but um but we can but hope
0: and there's a there's a lot of former companions who said exactly the same. <laughs> i'm things. sure
4: we're all lining up and we'll be scratching each other's eyes out to get the next part
0: <laughs> that was the very lovely sarah sutton chatting to me back in 2007
1: right then benji the Randomoid Selectatron. So the numbers are in. There's 215, I believe, uh, main range titles that are currently out. I think that's correct. Yes, it is correct. Uh, and the numbers are loaded in, so we are going to activate the Randomoid Selectrotron, our new fandangled system of random.org, the website that chooses a number at random. Uh, this is nice because it involves me not closing my eyes and getting lost on the Big Finish website. So... Without further ado, the random number is
2: 117. Doctor Who, the key to time, the judgment of Iskar.
4: The key to time is a perfect cube which maintains the equilibrium of time itself. When its six crystal segments are assembled, it can stop and start the universe. It can rewrite matter and change the states of quanta. It can restore balance.
3: We're right on top of the earthquakes! You need to fly into the gravity well. If you don't, it will tear us apart. You are my prisoners. You will not destroy Mars!
4: Your doctor? Oh, he's screaming. Stop it! I'm not going to stop it. Warriors! Forward! It's all unraveling. <laughs> warriors are pushing forward they just got bigger guns
3: if one of you opens fire I will snap the doctor's neck
4: here in this crystal it's holding a a black hole at bay I can feel it pressing against the sides such a lot of power and mine now
3: You should have told me. I
4: I didn't think you'd want to know. That
3: the key to time is collapsing, and with it the whole of the
4: universe? That it's your fault.
1: That was released in January 2009. Yes, so this uh, particular release, The Key to Time, The Judgment of Iskar, uh, I'll, I'll read the synopsis out now. On a planet where time stands still, the Doctor meets a woman who is just a few minutes old. She is a tracer sent into our universe by her makers to locate the six segments of the key to time. This being without a name wants the Doctor to be her assistant, but she doesn't tell him the whole truth. Not at first.
0: The first port of call is Mars, where a society that one day will become ice warriors lives in peace and civility, but the Doctor's arrival will change all that, as it always does. The universe is dying, a choice must be made, and the judgement of Iskar will be declared. You've got to do the ice warrior names like that, Iskar.
1: The price must be paid, even if it takes centuries. That was wonderful. That was. I, I like you, Yeah, You should be an ice warrior. That was very good.
0: Oh, I can't. Nick, Nick Briggs does every monster that's ever appeared in Doctor Who now. It's the lore. Did you not realise
1: that? in these, to just be called The Monster Man, doesn't he? It, really? And it's a good title as well. This
0: one stars Peter Davison, uh, kiri Anson, Laura Doddington, Nicholas Briggs, Andrew Jones, Raquel Cassidy. I adore Raquel Cassidy. I loved her in Teachers, it was fantastic.
1: Uh, Also Jeremy James and Heather Wright. And also it was written by Simon Guria and directed by our Lord and Master, Jason Hay Gallery. I'd forgotten all about that, yeah. That was our randomoid Selectatron. So as time is now slipping away, uh, the podcast is coming to a close. We've run out of things to say, in other words. Yeah, we basically, we've run out of things to say. Not that there's not a lot going on, and that is why I'm talking to you now, because uh, there has been a trailer released for The Wonderful War Doctor, Series 3, Agents of Chaos. But that stars John Hurt and Jacqueline Pierce.
3: Please, help me! What's going on here? Ah.
4: Ah. I need to get myself one of these. I do an want- ally! I-
3: I certainly
4: am not. Do you have any jurisdiction here?
3: Whatever she's told you, that device is not what you think. there you are,
2: Doctor.
3: Oh, Lystra, how did you find me?
2: Agent Sarnis, this is the Time Strategist.
4: Beginning countdown, ten.
3: If the Daleks have sent her to Earth, then I have to go there.
4: Six. And as I'm sure the commander has already told you, the Isotron's existence is very much under wraps.
3: We call it the Shadow Vortex. We have to get back to the TARDIS. Fire all weapons. What is that? What have you done? What have you done? They are coming. Get down! Ah! I'm... Overriding all my ship's safety protocols to keep the two timelines contained in here! Follow them! They were in agony, and reaching out. What are you doing? I am General Fisk, Commander of the Eighth Battle Battlefleet, and you are my prisoner. This is the woman who branded me a war criminal. You expect me to risk my life to get her back? Halt! Identify yourself! I am Colonel Vladimir Ilyanich Kaverin. What's happening to me? You will soon be a prisoner of the Daleks. He began to regenerate.
2: The fleet is waiting. If we fail, the Time Lords will order a full attack.
3: If you initiate a time battle, Fask, you'll lose. We shall see. Target acquired! Exterminate!
2: Big Finish. We love stories. They had their chance,
3: and they left me no choice.
0: Neve McIntosh uh, is in that, better known as uh, Madame Vastra.
1: Indeed, indeed. In the, in the telly box version of Doctor Who, she's actually she's also in them um, in Survivors Series Four as well. Which is an interesting one It's not out yet But it's Oh no it is out now It's out No it's not No it's series 5 It's out in series 5 Yeah there we go Who else is in that Oh and Dan Starkey Barnaby Edwards as well And Nicholas
0: Briggs Nicholas Briggs That name keeps popping up I still can't remember where Where I've heard that name before
1: I don't know But he'll be back next week Won't he? He will be indeed He will be back from his travels in Jersey In which he will be Filling in a half an hour slot Telling us just what happened on his holiday And how often he was sick on the ferry So Rounding it up then uh, I think it's time to call a close On this podcast now So without further ado Thank you for listening My name's Benji And Martin <laughs> <laughs> Right
0: um, That's it Great that, uh, disappoint again Bye, Bye. <laughs>
3: The ant. You will never get to say a better life, a better line than that <laughs> the
0: say that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stop talking and get on the ant.
2: <clears throat> well, I'm so pleased you said that because I wrote that line. So <laughs> I think
4: it may well become legendary. <laughs>